Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jason Munns is, of course, the Tiger basketball beat writer for the commercial ability. Joins us each and every Monday. You can follow him on Twitter at Munsley. Munns, what are we listening to and why? Why, Jeffrey? This yes. is the great Johnny Nash. I can see clearly now. Everybody knows this one. Well, can you see, who's just, the cover version that I feel like's more popular? Jimmy Cliff. He did it. Yeah, uh, yeah. He did it in the early '90s, but this is the original from 1972. And um, yeah, Johnny Nash, and 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 of course, it just feels, mm-hmm. you know. Since the last time we talked, there's been uh, some clouds that have lifted around here. You, you didn't uh, want to play Dashboard Confessional? <laughs> no, that, well, I was inspired by you guys. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I was very, I was inspired by, uh, you know, I wanted to get in the spirit of yes. things. Well, I will say uh, not, to toot, guys... not to toot our own horn, Jeffrey, but at the Rebounders mm-hmm. uh, rebounders banquet or whatever you want to call it, the food, the, the dinner portion of the evening when the rebounders the preamble, yeah, before the rebounders practice opened up for the Tiger basketball team, they did play vindicated at the at the meal, and it was directly that someone had heard it on our show. I do like how they had to they had to. It wasn't just common knowledge that, of course, that was dashboard no, conventional yeah, they, 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 signature Someone head. came yes. up to me and asked. Someone from the Rebounders Club came up to ask, who, who sang that song on uh, on your show the other day? Well, we, the original recording, Chris Caraba, of course, sang, but is his. His yes. project. What Dashboard band? Yeah, yes. what band was it? It's not um, really a band. It's more him. But regardless, Munz, both you and I were there uh, at the Rebounders Open practice. It doubled as a, you know, I'd say a celebration of of where the program is right now after successfully navigating uh, this IARP process and coming out mostly unscathed uh, in terms of sanctions. You know, as someone. As someone put it to me, the first time in a long time we felt like this, where it's not like you don't have to add a caveat to everything you say about Memphis basketball. Um, what did you make of of the vibe? What did you make of Penny Hardaway's first comments, you know, outside of a statement uh, in regards to the IARP decision? Well, yeah, the vibe was uh, fantastic. It was, it was, you know, everybody, a lot of, a lot of people smiling. Uh, um, you know, and then not, I mean, I guess it was equal parts, you know, excited about, uh, what had just happened a few days earlier, the news that, uh, that everybody got about the IRP decision. And then, um, you know, excited about 
to you know to see the team, to see Kendrick Davis in action, and to see um, you know now now they can finally yes finally put all that behind them and focus strictly on supporting the team. Um, and and you know I, I will say that I, I expected I, I wouldn't say that I expected Penny to. Um, you know, necessarily take a quote-unquote victory lap, but I will say that it it was a little bit interesting that he wasn't out there trying to dunk on people. You know, like he could have easily done that, you know, like given how things played out, he could have easily gone out and just started really, uh, you know, whether it was tongue in cheek or whether it was in a roundabout way in a veiled way, he could have he could have really stuck it to some people, but he didn't. I mean, like over and over again, he repeated, just ready to look forward, ready to put the you know happy that this is now behind us and we can look forward. And um, you know, good you know, good for him. That's that's well, that's probably the best and healthiest uh, approach to take. Well, I'd also say it's it's smart in that yeah, other people do that for him. You know, yeah. you know what I mean. Like other people yeah. do that for him, and it's ultimately to look better that way, uh, as opposed to him uh, him jumping all over it. Yeah, no, because he kept he kept saying the word blessed. I'm just blessed here, just blessed. I'll just say I'll just say I don't know if I'd have been big enough to do that. I I, I probably would have would have slipped in a uh, you know some sort of. Uh, jab somewhere or tried to, as you know, mm-hmm. but uh, but but he didn't, and kudos to him for it. I guess the thing that I found interesting is it feels like there's this narrative that if this goes to the COI, that the Committee on Infractions versus the IRP, like it's not, it would not have gone, it would have been rendered the same verdict. I just don't understand how people are. That feels like a leap to me because we've seen things go to the committee on infractions the last eighteen months and it hasn't gone well. Like it's gone fine. Like I, I, I don't know. That's been something that's kind of been annoying to me. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying? What, what I, are, I think the NCAA has made a decision that they don't want to be the bad guy right now, and they're making decisions well, based on that. And I think the last COI, like LSU, went somehow to the committee of infractions and nobody knew about it, and they got literally nothing. So I, I could I kind of am along that same track as you, but but I cannot envision a reality where uh, the NCAA enforcement staff, the the traditional NCAA enforcement staff, completely absolved Penny Hardaway of any and all wrongdoing. I and I, not saying that I not saying that what the IRP panel did was like somehow in error or somehow should have gone a different way. I think what the IARP panel did was um, there was a lot of common sense involved. Um, and that's that's more of what I'm saying, that the NCAA and, – and I, I see, Okay, I guess church. this is where I'd push back. When everyone goes that there's more common sense, I do think on a like on the level of, hey, Penny Hardaway had been giving money – like Penny Hardaway's not a booster for this school. Like he's been giving money to get a – locker room named after him. He's, he's like one of the most famous. So when when they, that, yes. But like in the same token, they go, they bought the whole thing of like, well, Penny had no idea that he was ineligible. It's like, okay, really? Like I don't think common sense would, would, would suggest that. At the same time, like I guess where I'm willing to go is 
I personally believe that Memphis was not getting a postseason ban and was probably not getting scholarship losses regardless. I think Penny might have gotten suspended. I do think I do think where you could talk me into it is no suspension for Penny. Yeah, I, I mean the only thing that I'll say about the you know, about the believability of um whether or not he knew before the season opener that James Wiseman had been ruled ineligible. I found it I found it interesting listening to Hugh Fraser, the uh chief panel member for the IARP, in his comments to the media on that on the Zoom press conference last Tuesday. He made sure to say more than once, based on the evidence that we had in front of us. Like I don't know that even, you know, they believe that Penny Hardaway didn't know, you know, that, that, that James Wiseman had been ruled ineligible, but there was no way for them to prove it, you know? And so I I think that's where I'm saying, like, I don't think the enforcement staff would have sort of fallen back on that. Like, well, well, we can't prove it. So I, I, it just feels like they don't they don't necessarily usually feel the burden of proof as much as at, apparently the IERP did in this example. I guess the narrative the narrative that like I I think it is fair to say if Memphis made the decision to go into the IERP, which is unclear to me, I'm not I'm not sure who sent it to the IERP first. Like that that seems unclear to me. But there, if it was the decision of they would prefer that because it's, you know, at least you know what happens in the COI, so therefore we're going to the IRP. Okay, I can buy that. It's just I, I have not seen right now an NCA that's willing to that's willing to drop the hammer right now. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean I I, I do think that that is um very true. The 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 somewhere along the way in the last couple of years, a corner has been turned. Uh, we we do seem to have a kinder, gentler NCAA. Um, but again, I still find it difficult to believe that they, if, if Memphis had gone the traditional route, that they would have, you know, only gotten off with a five thousand dollar fine and 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 three years probation. Talking to Jason Munns, Tiger basketball beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. You can follow him on Twitter at Munsley. Uh, Jason didn't see any hammers at practice on Friday. Saw lots of bricks though. Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> okay. I don't know how I, I don't know how much to draw into. We saw like a half an hour of practice, but it was a half an hour in which they were, you know, either it was drills that were pretty intense and then full out scrimmaging um, towards the end. And you know, Penny had the prefaced with. Like they haven't installed any of their offense yet, um, like much at all. That's true. That's um, true. I mean, all they all they were doing Friday night was running cutters. But here's what I would say: there weren't a lot of good shots created, and there weren't a lot of shots made during that during that scrimmage. There was also, and like I'm not discounting the fact that there was also some really good defense played as well. Um, yeah. And it struck me watching it like they're probably not as bad a shooting team as they looked. At the same time, maybe I'm maybe I'm jumping to some conclu- conclusions here. So reaction Monday, I think they're going to need to be a really elite defensive team. Uh, I think that's going to be crucial to their success this year, given 
uh, some of the limitations I expect they're going to have offensively. That's my gut yeah. feel. That's my gut take. From I don't think I, I I'm not ready to say they can't be good or they you know they'll they they won't be bad. But I, I can't say for them to be successful, I think it's going to have to include like not just last year's defense, like a return to two and three years ago when they had one of the five or ten best defenses in the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they looked really, really good defensively, um, and I certainly do think that has something to do with what we saw. Um, and not saying that not saying that where you are is a bad place to be in terms of your expectations and, and all that stuff, but, like, I don't know. Here's where I'm at. Like, we saw 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it was. It was, a, you know, it was they weren't running any offense. Uh, as Kendrick Davis said after the practice was over, that they practiced for four and a half hours the day before. Um, you know, so there was some fatigue in there. This was at the end of a long practice uh, on Friday. And the other thing is, like, you know, I, I just am not going all in on any sort of take. In the same way I wouldn't if Memphis goes out and scores 170 against Christian Brothers. You know what I mean? Or, or, or whoever. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna be like, oh my God, like national championship. Here they are. You know, here they are. Um, I'm not. I mean, yeah. Like, was 13 to nothing a, 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 a an ugly look? Sure, especially considering that it was Kendrick Davis's uh, team that didn't score. But you know, you, you do sort of take it with a grain of salt because. They weren't running any offense, any sort of offensive set. They weren't, um, you know, not they weren't even playing with with, you know, the the lineups that you just as we sit here today think they would. I mean, and they, they had like Kendrick. It was like Kendrick Davis, Keontae Kennedy, DeAndre Williams, and then like either Mal, like sometimes Malcolm, right? Sometimes Ko, sometimes Jamar Young. Like it was kind of interchangeable at the five. And, you know, but, like, the, the guy, honestly, the guys I expect to be their three leading scorers this year were on the same team. Right, right. No, 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 and I get that. But, like, Jamar Young was there, was that side's center exclusively. Malcolm and Kale were on the other team. Yeah. And then Alo was on the other team. It sounds more and more like he's going to be pretty heavily involved in the, oh, yeah. in the top oh, yeah. my, of the rotation. That was my other takeaway was – because and it's in, I think it's going to be in response to the fact that they don't have a ton of shooters. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna have to play Kendrick Davis off the ball more than they probably plan to, and that yeah. I think it's going to mean we're going to see a lot of a low Kendrick Davis lineups. Yes, not saying that Alex is going to start. Uh, you know, like that that might, might be close a though. Bit of a... <laughs> might oh, close. Yeah. Might close. That might be a sure. semantics argument. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, no. He he is going to be heavily involved, and I think that they are leaning into that as we speak, uh, making sure that. I mean, I, yes, I think you're going to see a lot of Alex Lomax running running point, and uh, because again, they lost Emmanuel Acott because they lost so much. You know, they lost Landers, Tyler, Amani, Lester. Um, they got to get some production. Uh, along the perimeter from somewhere, and Kendrick Davis can really shoot it. And so, yeah, I mean, like, it, I mean, if you, if we get into the season a little bit, and you see Keontae Kennedy is shooting it well, and you see maybe even Elijah McCadden, Jaden Hardaway, you know, then maybe you see some adjustments. But I think um, at this stage, Memphis is planning to uh, to, to sort of 
you know, uh, lean into the the Halo Kendrick Davis show. I think this is my pledge to this show and to the audience. I pledge to not overreact to this basketball team until after Thanksgiving. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think that's a. I'm going to red flag things. I will. I will mention things that I'm looking for and watching. But I am not. Yeah, going after, to, you're going to wait till after the tournament. After, after that tournament after in Orlando, that tournament, when that's when back, you're going to take. When stop. they come back from Orlando, that's when we'll have our first report card. When I think we'll know pretty. I mean, they're going to. That's a that's lot. Of, I'm saying. Like, that's that, a lot the, of good games. They play at Vanderbilt, at St. Correct. Louis, VCU at home, and then that tournament. I'm allowing for adjustments. Adjustments to adjustments. You adjusting to other teams adjusting to you. That that way, I feel like that's a. I feel like that's a legitimate sample size. Like I don't even think they have a buy game for you. Like. During that stretch you're talking about, like, yeah, Vanderbilt at St. Louis, VCU, and then they go to that tournament in Orlando. Yeah, that, that's after that tournament, that's when the takes will fly. Okay. All right, well, Mon- oh, go other, ahead, Muns. Well, no, I was just going to say the other part of this is the Demaria Franklin, uh, yeah. you know, whether he's eligible or not, you know, like that's, that's still like one of the last remaining question marks. Yeah, and it feels like they could – it feels like they're – that could be a that could be a tipping point for this team. They, they it feels like they need. I, I don't know what kind of score he is, but ultimately he's a guy who scored the ball last year at the Division One level. And after watching what I saw on Friday night, like they need as many guys who can score the ball as possible. They need options. Yeah, like you know, I don't know if he's like the answer, but like on a given night, he could be potentially. He can help. Yeah, he can help for sure. Yeah. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.